0: We're slovenly, we're, we're feeling it, we're, we're really kind of dumb. We're Terry, Char, and Lisa, all here to have some fun. So
1: guard your holes, let's make some rolls, and talk some D&D with the Cave
0: Trolls.
1: now been pressed, so how's everyone doing today?
0: Fantastic.
1: <laughs> I don't believe you, but if you say it again, I will. Try.
0: F- Fantastic. Perfect.
1: Perfect. (laughs) Max out that mic. Let's really get everybody not into
0: (laughs) (laughs) this. listen I put up my game just for you because you always tell me to put it up
1: <laughs> well, it was bad for a little while there you're like fucking whispering and I'm like I, that's I'm not,
0: tired
1: I, no listen th- there's nothing wrong with you being tired and whispering there's something wrong with us trying to tell people to listen to it that's the only thing you, got, you <laughs> gotta separate the critiques it's not like I'm fine with you doing whatever the fuck you want however we then have to turn around and sell it to people <laughs>
0: Maybe and, <laughs> they like tired person ASMR. I
1: mean, I know. was going to say, that's ASMR. We can market it to a whole <laughs> different group of people, but we need to go to a different <laughs> website. That's all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We have to make it available on. Oh God, I don't even want to know the name of a platform that just is ASMR. Actually, I never mind. (laughs) Forget I said anything. I'm not doing it. There's not
1: any platforms that I know of that are just ASMR, but a lot of platforms have ASMR categories that do very well, Mm -hmm. right? Like, but Mm -hmm. I—is there a YouTube or like a Spotify that's just ASMR?
2: I'm sure there are YouTube accounts that are just ASMR but if you mean yeah. like an entire platform There are true fans, any
1: of those more explicit sites, there are sections for just for <laughs> ASMR. It, like it, it transcends boundaries, but I'm curious if there's now, there's just a platform. I don't like ASMR. So I don't know. I'm, I don't know many people that admit to it. I know lots of people do, but in my circles, everyone finds it shameful, which is not fair, but they definitely don't talk about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if they do find it, if they do like it, then they do not admit it. They don't
1: talk about it openly. Uh, <laughs>
0: We don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about
1: ASMR. Uh, speaking of Bruno, my name is Terry Smith, and I am the host of Cave Trolls. This is the show where we tell you all of the D&D news, the TTRPG news, and there's no other shows like it. And if you find it, delete that shit, okay? Like, don't talk about it. Whisper it. We don't talk about it. This is the show, okay? All right. I'm glad we got that out of the way. With me today, I have Chardé. How are you doing?
0: I'm great. Thanks for asking.
1: And Sharda is one of the hosts of the Slovenly Trolls podcast, and we have one of the hosts, and we have the other host, Lissa. Lissa, how are you doing today?
2: I am doing excellent. Feeling fresh and healthy <laughs> and definitely not sick. I... <laughs>
1: I think okay. so. I have two notes on that. One, I think that does mean Char might be the best host today. Just like yeah. pure like statistically wise because she's operating at a higher level, it seems. And two, I am in the exact same boat and I am definitely not sick and can definitely go to my surgery tomorrow morning with no problems. Um, everybody in my household has colds and flus the last few days. Everyone's feeling better. And I am using sheer force of will because if i go in there and i sniffle they're going to say no we can't do this and so and but i need the shit done so i gotta be like no i'm a man i'm strong i'm definitely not <laughs> dying i didn't cry oh, no, before coming in
2: is that what we call is that what we call toxic masculinity
1: <laughs> i think that that's like the definition of it but only i guess like it to make it more like i'm stronger than that guy who's small question mark mm. that that would push it up over the edge i'm also small
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm small you're small we're all small exactly
1: (laughs) (laughs) i said something about not being masculine yesterday to my wife and she says no you're so masculine like in that tone of voice i was like i think that demonstrates exactly how not masculine i am and i also don't think that that's a problem
0: Which is good. You don't have to be masculine. Nor do I want to be.
1: I think the most masculine thing about me is the beard. And that's just... That's mm. a, that's a passive byproduct. Like, that's just <laughs> pure laziness on my part. And the fact that my wife finds my beard attractive. I, it has nothing to do with me whatsoever. <laughs> Hmm. I'm honestly a very small part of that equation, like most things in my marriage. <laughs> it's just a, just a small voice Terry, are
0: you okay? You're being extra hard on yourself today. You I'm, just, to I'm just
1: tired and I'm having a good time. I don't. It takes a lot of effort for me to not be self-deprecating because that's the easy level of <laughs> humor. I want you to know Same, that it's honestly. partly a facade. I'm quite narcissistic. <laughs> I think very highly of myself. But I am also self-aware and I know other people don't think very highly of myself. So if I meet them at their level, it doesn't hurt me any because I don't care. Care what other people think because i'm the best so mm-hmm. if i just play to what they think i do great so you know if that lets you behind the curtain a little bit <laughs> know that the self-deprecation is all i flawed. would like
0: everyone listening to know that my face currently is the <laughs> gif of the woman just staring off into space with a bunch of equations as i tried to piece together <laughs> <Terry's-> <laughs> that
1: is one of my favorite gifts ever uh my favorite <laughs> <best. laughs> Uh, just know that I'm the best, and if you don't think so, you're mm. right. That's okay. Like that's uh, that's how you win <laughs> on the internet, or or you target like 14 year olds and you tell them how to be a man in quotations. I think that's also a pretty easy win. Um,
0: oh I, God, don't no. no I agree. <laughs> no, no, I agree. No. don't do that. But also, the
1: thing that I've never understood about people like that, uh, you know, the the Tates of the world, the Taints. I think is the actually Taints how, it's of how the world.
0: Yeah, it. that's better. The Taints.
1: Is oh, no. that's not a monetizable audience. So, how do you make money off that? Is it advertisers? Do they think that they can make money? I guess I just have never understood like what mobilizing them does. Is it just like it's kind of like grooming? So like eventually there'll be an adult audience that will pay think- the money.
0: I was gonna say I think it's probably that actually I think it's like cultivating them at a young age waiting for them to get their first debit and credit cards and then like at that point you've built up this rapport with them that they will like not even second guess giving you money
1: right which is (laughs) the same thing as grooming right so
0: yeah that's exactly okay yeah I was just I was just
1: curious like I I was thinking about that and I try not to spend any thought process on that except for I do have children I don't want them to succumb to you know shills Mm -hmm. on the internet who are pieces of crap so so I was just thinking, I'm like, well, what is the point on their end, right? Like, what do they have mm-hmm. to gain from it other than ego boosts, I guess? I don't know. I don't value also a lot that, of like, yeah. like, children's opinions of me. I value my children's opinions of me. And that that's the end of the list. So, like, if there was a bunch of, like, kids who were like, I want to play Fortnite with the guy, guy who's got a Bugatti. I don't care. Like, what, it's not fun for me
0: yeah it's it's kind of like the same energy as like a like an adult person not having any friends and nobody thinks they're cool, but like a bunch of kids think they're cool like, <laughs> that's how they get their, like that's how they get their ego boost. They don't adults don't think they're cool because you could adults can see through all of the b s or mostly, but kids don't have that you know radar yet, so
1: that's I've never understood why there's that like it quote unquote like masculine property of like thinking you're so awesome when like the only people that agree with you are people who look like ben shapiro like like like, like, like how cool can you be if that's your buddy you know what i mean like that's not, like if there's a lot of people that hang out with you i'm like maybe you're not that cool man like I don't, uh, I don't
0: know narcissists are just very or just like attention-seeking narcissists are a different breed of people that i, I can't say. even begin to understand yeah
1: it's like i like i have like vain tendencies but i don't want people to observe Serve them, that's for me. Like that's why I'm narcissistic. <laughs> I'm the only main
0: person here. Exactly,
1: I'm the main character. Why do I care I'm what they cool. think? I've never understood. It's that's mean. a co- contradiction. Uh, I think they just want to be narcissistic. Exactly. I am the problem, but I'm also the solution. You know what I mean? Um. Anyways, moving mm, on. Let's get. <laughs> no, but just no. me, and that's all that matters. That's my point. I don't <laughs> understand. Why would you want these other people's attention? It makes no sense <laughs> to me. Please don't observe me, <laughs> God. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> perceive me. I'm not perceivable. Okay, ignore me. What are you doing? Anyways, let's get out of my brain and onto TTRPGs. First up is our bits and Bob section. That's where we bring you all the news of the new games and supplements coming out. First up is. Of Primordia, who sent this over to me? Was that you, Lissa, or Shar? Who sent this to me yesterday?
2: That would be me. That would be
1: me. Lisa. you hit on so many levels of like my dad brain, but also my 90s nostalgia. So, Tales of Primordia, I'm going to read directly from their little press release here because it's good and I want you to know the game. But then I have so many dad things to talk about with this. So, uh, first up, hey there dinosaur, Tales of Primordia is a role-playing game coming to Kickstarter in 2023. It is a fantastical land where kids of all ages create custom dinosaur characters to get stuck into exciting adventures and change the world um so it's not out yet obviously um worth looking into if you're a dad if you like ttrpgs if you like dinosaurs all of the above all really cool things. The cooler thing about it is one of the lead story designers. Uh is uh oh, I lost the name. No, bring back my my Google fixed it. It's okay. <laughs> no one needs to worry about it. I got this. Um, I'm definitely okay today. Is Zach Barrow who created Animon Story, which is one of the best Digimon slash Pokemon facsimiles in the TTRPG space. It just came out. You can buy the PDF for $20. I fucking love the game zach is a really cool person uh so this is cool all the way around and uh the company that's putting out is river horse and they made tales of equestria which is the best my little pony rpg ever made um there's a new one coming out i don't think it's going to be as good um tales of equestria is awesome for kids and other people who like my little pony um but my daughter loves my little pony so we play it together as a family it's great for children really easy to understand mechanics and uh kind of like it has that secret underbelly of like there's some depth here and so if they get obsessed with it they can really do cool things that are really fun to do in an rpg so all of those things makes tales of primordia a really exciting endeavor for me as a dad who plays tons of ttrpgs and as a fan of Animon story do you two give a single shit <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll let Lissa take that one because she's the one who found it. I had no idea that this thing existed. <laughs> it had so
1: many levels. It just it was like a gift that kept on giving. So I saw it. I was like, oh, that's neat. And then I read a little bit further. I'm like, oh, Zach's making it. Oh, that's really cool. I fucking love their stuff. And then I then I go, I'm like, oh, it's being published by River Horse. Well, River Horse makes Tales of Equestria. <laughs> and a bunch of that team is making the mechanics for this. So it's like the other side of the coin where like my daughter loves like ponies and unicorns and my son loves dinosaurs. And I'm like, this is... Is just so fucking perfect. Yeah. uh so thank you so much, Lisa.
0: I
2: mean it. Yes. I. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yes, it is cool. Yes, it is awesome. I would like to try it, and I am excited because it is from the same person who designed. And more.
1: Animon. Animor? Animon story. Animon story.
2: Animon story. I was gonna say anamorph, and I'm like, that's not that's not the word.
0: Animorph, I'm- Cool thing anyway.
1: <laughs> I don't know if it's <laughs> being designed one. by Zach. I think they're the lead adventure writer. So um mm. it's like story elements and like if you were to play through an adventure in the game, I believe yeah, yeah. that's where their hands lie. Um the design is coming from the Tales of Equestria team.
2: Mm, okay. Okay. I mean that's still cool. I would still like to try it, as with most and if not all <laughs> <every> <laughs> we go through, I'm not gonna knock until I try it. Uh, are dinosaurs my thing, not necessarily. but then are they not not my thing mm-hmm, say,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't know until you try it right? like you might fucking mm-hmm, love dinosaurs mm-hmm. I. I I find dinosaurs just a little bit lacking because we have if we're talking fantasy or we're talking our mind's eye, we have dragons, right? And dragons are just fucking cooler dinosaurs. And then you have things like Digimon, which are like cool dinosaur or cooler dragons that can transform into bigger dragons with guns and swords. So it's just like, well, if I'm going to use my mind's eye, well, I could pick up a book and read about dinosaurs from like an anthropology standpoint or an archaeological standpoint of like their actual bones and shit. I, I've never been as interested, but my son loves them. And I love Mm. loving things that my kids love because I love my kids and I want to be able to talk about things with them. So now I know a shit ton about dinosaurs and, and like, all the different misconceptions about them throughout the ages and stuff, and all of the different shows about what we used to think were dinosaurs, they really weren't. And uh, fun fact, did you know that we're closer in time, like if we're looking at a timeline, to a T-Rex than a T-Rex is to a Stegosaurus? Really? Yes. They weren't even close to existing at the same time.
0: Time. That is, is. interesting. And they a both probably had feathers.
1: <laughs> it is a weird soup. And T-Rexes probably also had wings, that, like, vestigial, but that was probably why their arms were where they were, um, which is probably why we think that they were dragons. Um, but, nevertheless, that's why I, I do it, because, like, I don't give a shit about dinosaurs. Like, dragons Wait, are fucking cooler.
2: Did we think T-Rexes were dragons at some point?
1: No, we didn't. Whoa. That was the thing. So... A lot of uh, it's mostly theories because there's no way to know because we can't go back to when you would discover these bones and stuff but uh not necessarily dragons because those kind of existed as a separate concept like if you think of like asian or chinese dragons the ones without wings that kind of fly through the air that's a different type of mythological idea but the idea of dragons when you think of like drakes or the more like nordic looking like the viking related dragons when you think of that with like the big wings and whatnot uh t-rexes had those little those little arms right they're like what the joke is what are they for they're useless right well they're not useless if you curl up your hands right there what would be hanging below it like a bird would have fucking wings um and it would make fucking sense if wings. someone saw that a long long time ago if they saw an older corpse with you could tell it looked like it had wings it was fossilized um mm-hmm. you could make the the next conclusion They go oh it's like dragons because they had those mm-hmm. flappy wings that were useless
2: that's interesting because when you told me that t-rexes had um wings i just pictured them as like giant chickens uh. yeah but they are <laughs> giant, they chicken. are that, giant that, chickens That
1: that is what they are man like you're so you're right on like it's <laughs> <laughs> like, the same like raptors. like and we have proven that they did like they evolved from those things so like it's not at all a big leap people don't like talking about it because there's this really weird subset of of archaeology that's like rich old white dudes and i should say subset mm. it's the majority of it and it had been for so long
2: most most uh old industries have mm-hmm. rich old white dudes this is not just an mm-hmm. archaeology
1: problem but the interesting thing about archaeology is it's such a scientific um endeavor but the people who founded it were not scientists <laughs> it was just rich mm-hmm. old white dudes who just made assumptions and said this is what it is and then and taught rich that to people
0: old white dude also coincidentally grave robbers. <laughs>
1: Definitely, definitely. (laughs) At least though like when like uh it's like like when you think about Indiana Jones, right? Like Indiana Jones is a Mm -hmm. bad guy, really. If you just think about like you're just Mm -hmm. robbing people's tombs and and stealing things that belong to another culture, it's appropriation on an extreme scale. Um but archaeology was like that for a long time as well. Uh but Mm -hmm. it was by people who were very uneducated. (laughs) They're just making guesses. And then they taught that and now you have these people who are highly educated with just basically misinformation. Um and as they come up with new information that's more accurate you have an entire industry that goes no 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 just shut the fuck up that makes all the stuff valid. <laughs> and they're like yeah you we were wrong that's what science is you're wrong about the thing and we're gonna print the new thing and you're like no shut up and then kill them um no that's extreme but <laughs> but more like hey we don't publish your papers and we don't talk yeah. about it um, you kill your
0: career we, we kill your kill
1: career you we don't, kill don't you. Kill you. maybe they kill you i don't know i don't talk to a lot of people <laughs> <Damn> <laughs> <I don't... you. laughs> Well, if, we're theories, yeah, if we're gonna spread conspiracy theories, yeah. If we're if we're gonna make conspiracy theories, let's make them interesting. People are getting murdered over dinosaurs having wings and feathers, right? Let's. This is happening. This is fact. Uh, oh that's how that's how Alex Jones does it, right? Like we just start saying shit and then yeah, we're just rich. compare
0: yourself to Alex Jones. Can we sell
1: vitamins? Can can I like do them? that? If you drink this uh, <laughs> this this bath water that I have here, you're, you're gonna get a plus one strength question mark. That, is, that how bath that's
0: water? is that what
1: it is i i listen we've we've discussed that that is not what i look like
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't look like belle delphine i mean, I, I don't do but
1: if there's a, a different sect of people that want my bath water i am not above it i am not above it i would say it's not hygienic like i don't think legally you should drink it but uh Mm-mm. do what else you want with it that's fine <laughs> this show has gone off the rails <laughs> so fast so quickly <laughs> and it was like wholesome for a moment i'm like i'm a dad i love playing games with my kids drink my bathwater.
0: water we <laughs> <laughs> call you my bathwater. you can do whatever you want with it that's that's how this conversation has regressed <laughs> you know it's
1: like there's a part of me where i'm like so proud of everything that we've made here like i was going over the metrics with lissa last week um and I was just looking at i'm like wow we have so many awesome people that listen to our show but then there's also that like that part of me inside i was like why do you listen to me let's what's, what's wrong with you that <laughs> wrong <listening to> <laughs> at all times. oh uh, that's why I love that we have two successful podcasts right now <laughs> that are that are airing because I can go okay the half of the audience listens for for Shardy and Lisa, and that's wonderful. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: and I can respect that. And then the, when people comment on my stuff, I was like, "Listen, there's so many other podcasts you can listen to, <laughs> but not TTRPG ones because this is the only one. This
0: is the only one. This yeah, is the
1: only news show that you can listen yeah. to. Yeah, let's
2: let's let's gaslight the audience, shall we? It's yep. what that's what I'm like trying to do.
1: I do, like why you don't have off. to call it out. That negates my gaslighting, Lisa. Jeez. <laughs> God. Um. But if you want to read further about everything that's going on with Tales of Primordia, um you can head over to this dicebreaker article from Alex Meehan. And she's got a few more details. There's a really awesome map in the article that showcases everything that's going on with Tales of Primordia and a little bit more about the team. That's how I knew it was coming from the designers from Tales of Equestria. Go check that out. Next up is cosmic latte um i basically put this on there almost purely for the name um that's how it came across <laughs> my desk um but it's cool for a number of reasons it's a one-page tabletop rpg called cosmic latte but all the proceeds go to uh funding uh the starbucks unions that are trying to unionize and form yeah. right now Um, And I promise you, there is a Starbucks in your city that is understaffed, underpaid, and unappreciated right now by Starbucks, Mm -hmm. if not all the people around it. So if you're interested in TTRPGs, go check out Cosmic Latte. Um, There's a really good article from Chase Carter over at Dicebreaker about it. Um, So I'm going to read directly from the article just to explain a little bit about it. You should go do your own research on the Starbucks Workers United movement. Um, there's tons of TikToks about it. I don't think it's worth going into depth here. We already talked about my bathwater for too long. Um, but it is a serious thing, and a lot of people don't. Realize, and it sucks, but like people who give you your coffee are people and it is not the easiest job in the world. And even if it was, they deserve a livable wage and to be treated as humans. And they're not often by Starbucks specifically. There are lots of coffee shops that do treat their workers, uh, like people, but Starbucks is not one of them at the moment. So, and they are fighting to do that. Unions are not the bad guy. And if you've heard that you're wrong and the people who told you were lying, um (laughs) i don't think that's an opinion but some people may say it's mine uh anyway so uh one of these people went out and made cosmic latte a one-page rpg that combines journaling prompts with dice rolls and times uh timed rounds to reproduce the tense work environment behind the counter and balance workers maintain between gathering solidarity and pleasing the corporate structure that governs their fate. It's, like, way more deep than you would think when it comes to, like, oh, I'm making coffee drinks in this TTRPG by myself. Um, there's a lot of cool mechanics. The time thing I thought was really interesting, similar to how we covered um, Chronicles last week, which set, like, a time limit. Like, you do 24 entries and then you pick your suitor this one has an actual timed element where you only have so much time to complete the task in the journaling prompt. So there is a level of stress but also intrigue that most of these one-page games don't uh, um, really uh, I guess uh, generate. And it is mostly one-player. I believe there are ways to play with other people and compare notes. But it is not just a one-pager but it's also a solo RPG for the most part. Um it's free also i want to say <laughs> so i'm gonna put that link uh down below you can look at it and have everything you need to play um so do you two care about this obviously you care about workers unions we've talked about unions before do you care about this starbucks one pager though
2: i think
0: I, this is really cool hmm hell yeah i was just yeah, I think it's cool. I think it's a cool. I think it's a cool concept. I think it's a great cause. So
1: yeah, that was like it was like even if this game was bad, I'm like I'm gonna get it. And then it's like yeah. well, it's free, but you can also pay what you want is the thing. Um, so if 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 you I, what I would say is if you don't pay anything if you're like i just want it for free that's completely fine that's why they did it like that way for like the page you want kind of thing but then promote it you know even if you only give a buck or yeah. two then tweet it out hand it to a friend say hey go pick this up or whatever to support the cause it's a good cause it's worthy um so if you are going to pay what you want do that um i think also, go ahead
2: also i'm just interested in that whole thing because having worked in retail I just want to play mm-hmm. this game to compare and see what it's like and then right? also I would like to pitch that we all three of us play this and then compare <gasps> notes and make up a story of what happens based on Oh god. <laughs> oh, I
1: love that. I love that so much. I because love I think that. that would be
2: chaotic as hell and I live for it. Yes, please.
1: And we've talked about <laughs> like, we one it of my up? favorite like non-traditional like games to play is Reflections, which there's so much tea to spill on the creator of Reflections, apparently really bad business person who screwed over a lot of other RPG people. so when i tell people to go out and buy reflections it kind of sucks because i think it's a great game but the creator really fucked over a lot of people who make games so Mm. there's a little bit of a of a balance act there but reflections what i think is really cool about it is that same thing i play it remotely most of the time and what we do is we write prompts for each round and you take control over the other person's character for a certain extent and do things that you think they would do and then kind of compare notes um and that's a really fun thing to do i used to be part of tons of writing groups but i found i would have more fun in the writing groups and not get my work done (laughs) like i would go write the thing for the the prompt for the week but then i wouldn't write the thing that i was paid to write (laughs) so these are like my outlets so if you want to go us to go do cosmic latte write down notes and then compare our stories i will totally do that because there's a reason here to do it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh and so like i've loved those as an out to, oh i can write about the thing that's not the thing that i'm being paid to write about uh so i'm always down for those games so check out cosmic Latte. no it
2: makes sense yeah You're procrastinating so
1: yeah I, I i am very good at that <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> oh man uh moving on to our bardic inspiration uh, segment this week we have some good news. If you're interested in the D and D show, so last week we talked about how there was some studio shakeups um involved we were kind of covering it from a different angle but essentially uh part of the studio that was owned by hasbro that was making the D D show as a companion to the movie um kind of canon to it all they sold that studio <laughs> and they're like yeah but don't worry they're still making the show and everyone said who's making the show and they're like i don't know whoever's gonna buy it fucking that's their problem now um and didn't get any details but this week we have a few more details i'm going to d- read directly from the screen rant article from uh, Brady Entwistle. Uh, by the way, Entwistle is one of the best fucking last names ever. Uh, so
0: majestic. It's
1: just so, it takes me to a different name. time. It's very like fantastical. One of yeah. the current leads on making the new Power Rangers shows and movie, their last name is Entwistle. And it just makes me giddy really? I, I, like, every time I hear about it, partly because I'm a Power Rangers fan, but also because Entwistle is fun to say. Mm <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't need that monster I feel like I'm, I'm in those cylinders already I think I'm good um, The Dungeons & Dragons television show is getting an optimistic update After the recent separation between Hasbro and Entertainment 1 That was the studio uh, The classic and highly influential fantasy role-playing game Featuring magical adventures and distinctive monsters Has published various editions Oh uh, listen, people know what Wizards of the Coast is, man Let's get to the point Anyways this is me editorializing as i'm reading this article (laughs) that is to give context to people who don't know about it um a year after the company purchased e1 with red notices uh ross and marshall thurber attached to write and direct in addition to his role as an executive producer other productions to come from e1 include the rookie cruel summer yellow jackets Grey's anatomy and more i talked about yellow jackets last week and how it's really interesting that hasbro's selling this studio that's making some really good shit but also like Financially, like, sound shit. Like, Grey's Anatomy is just prints Yeah, I was gonna say like,
0: Grey's Anatomy is just, yeah, I was gonna say like, Grey's Anatomy has been around for over 20 years.
1: And Yellow Jackets um, peaked Showtime's, like, subscription rate, something like 30%, like, just from the premiere. um mm-hmm. Who knows what it was over the life? And season two is about to air soon. Like, they just dropped a trailer about it. So, like, it, it's interesting that they were like, no nah, get this off the books. I think there's probably more to it than that. It's very, very, um, Uh, intricate and businessy, and I don't know the details behind it, but it is sometimes when you Mm -hmm. see things that are selling like hotcakes and they go, yeah, we're going to get rid of that. Do you want to sell our hotcakes instead? You go, well, what is the issue here? Um, But anyways, uh, Deadline is reporting on Hasbro's move to sell E1's uh, film and television business and what it means for the Dungeons & Dragons show. Regarded as the studio's largest and most expensive project, the series was looking to market itself and collect offers, but all of that was affected obviously by the recent decision to sell multiple industry sources remain optimistic about the show's potential sale though with one noting that dungeons and dragons brand is still significant and another predicting that e1's own sale can lead to finding an owner who has a shared vision um yeah and there's a bigger explanation of why they did it in this article i'll link below um i think it's partly it's like spin this off it's doing its own thing and it'll allow them to use their properties a little bit better again just very businessy um but the idea that people are optimistic about it is good because if you know anything about business stuff in hollywood no one is optimistic basically you make a thing and you're you convince everybody to give you money to make it and then the assumption is it's gonna fail and you shouldn't have ever done that and you should cancel it as soon as possible and that is how hollywood has always operated and how it still operates so the fact that they're like nah, nah, this is still gonna make money is interesting it might be bullshit but the fact that people have all of that buzz around it surrounding the, the production is really good for the show. It means that like they have good writers attached, they have a good showrunner attached. And there were rumors that it would explore an underdark setting um, after screenwriter Derek Cole said alluded to the idea that they want to go to Menzo Barons on. But many believe the project to be Exactly that's I was like, I can I can bring <laughs> is... you back past all my businessy stuff. I was gonna um, say
0: that just tickled my pickle. <laughs> like right <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. And they're really excited. And they think the, one of the reasons why the, the good news is is that people are still optimistic and people are making offers about it is the other portion of, hey, listen, they're not selling it because the show was going to be bad. Um, mm-hmm. People are still making offers on that project specifically, and E1 in general, because it's got some really good uh projects in the works. But the other thing is, we all know, the movie's about to come out. And yeah. if the movie comes out and this and they say, and there's, there's a Dungeons & Dragons show coming out soon, even if it's basically unrelated, just happens to also be in Forgotten Realms, that still will do a mm-hmm. shit ton when it comes to marketing, like for free, basically. Yeah. Um. So that's basically the news: is that people are still optimistic, and that people are making offers for the studio does lend some more credence to. Nah, it's not that D and D sucks. It's just that like we want to get this studio off the books, basically. Um. So that's exciting. I'm excited for the show because I think dungeons and dragons is better in a serialized format i love one shots as much as the next guy but when it comes to what i've personally have loved over the years about dungeons and dragons it's those big overarching stories you know novel-esque and i think that you can do that well in a tv show format the thing that makes me less optimistic is that sometimes you need to cgi a big giant fucking dragon and if you don't have game of thrones money that's gonna look like shit
0: it will look like shit or they could yeah. be, they could be really they could be really creative with it depend it depends on the team mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. not all dnd monsters quote-unquote monsters encounters bbegs however creatures. they want to approach it Ugh, creatures have to be like a big dragon Mm-mm. you can do something with prosthetics you can do something with puppets if you really wanted to like the technology existed before cgi to do stuff and i I don't know. I think like the what they did with Jurassic World worked really well, where it was kind of like a mixture of the two. Right? Is that kind of what they did?
1: Jurassic Park so. did more so. Jurassic World was mostly CG. They didn't do a lot of uh, yeah uh, like- practical effects. But I do get what you're saying.
0: But it was yeah, like a mixture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. The other thing too is like you can still have a dragon, but I think if you go more the Dark Souls dragon versus the the like big uh, Transformers style like that, or mostly just watching that, mm-hmm. if you keep it dark. If you keep it gritty, if you keep it underground, mm-hmm. they're in the shadows. That kind of fight scene stuff with the dragon, you can make it yeah. more scary and save exactly. some money, like, right?
0: If you have limitations, like limitations breed really interesting creative ideas. Mm-hmm. Always like depending on like your budget. Like, that'll bring about a different idea. Like, I sometimes when I see, like, a thing has an unlimited budget, I automatically have really low expectations because then people are going to spend all of their resources on, like, making it look really, really good, but, like, not a budget on, I don't know, good writers <laughs> or, like, a good director or something like they're going to pour all their money into one thing and that'll look amazing and the people that'll work on it will do an amazing job but then that's where all the resources are going not to the story not to the editors not to anything else like that so I'm always wary but if you have like a more confined budget or like something that you could finagle around mm-hmm. and do something really cool and creative with I think i don't know i i have more optimism for something like that if that makes sense 100
1: percent. and like when you had like we now have because before fantasy on television was kind of uh, a moot point they're like people don't do it you can't do it but now we've seen several successes in that market like mm-hmm. obviously they're outliers but still you have game of thrones you have the witcher to a lesser extent you have lord of the rings and the wheel of time and like we've now done that on television to varying degrees with various amounts of money so there. There is proof of concept there. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think that with the team that they have going there, and again, because it's more Hasbro wants to get out of their TV game, they're going to focus on their movies. They're just kind of selling out their TV studio kind of thing. People like the project. People want the project. I think that lends a lot of hope, especially if a smaller company that's still large with large coffers buys it but doesn't have as much to deal with as Hasbro does. You have somebody mm-hmm. who maybe be able to focus and make D&D the flagship thing that they're yeah.
0: like not too many hands in the pot exactly
1: whereas like hasbro if you look at their like their tv or their movie division who's making like you know dungeons and dragons the movie they're also making transformers the movie they're making tmnt the movie like they have a bunch of shit going on and so there's no Mm -hmm. one going this is the one thing we want to make work right now um i honestly think what's going to happen is if that movie is any sort of success they're gonna go oh shit we shouldn't have sold that show and they're gonna make a new tv division and make their own show and this other one is going to be good and it's going to get canceled because it's not canon in quotations um this has happened a number of times to other things like i think marvel is a really good example of that they go hey we can't do this right we're gonna give it to somebody else to do and then they go oh we have the money and time now let's do it they're like well no so-and-so's doing it like ah fuck them um and the fans are like well no i like that one (laughs) um it happens a lot in dc stuff you know like uh I'm interested to see what happens there, uh, but either way, I'm excited to watch it. Even if it splinters off and we have three different D and D universes, I don't give a shit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it and have fun. Watch, you know, some rogues and some bards stab some dragons or whatever D and D is. I don't know what happens in your games. That's what happens in mm-hmm. mine. Uh, a rogues lot
0: of dragons.
1: Lot of fucking, yeah, yeah. Th- I mean, yeah,
0: lots of
1: elves. I didn't have a lot of fucking wow. until Shard A came to the table, and now everybody fucks. <laughs>
0: You're so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I will keep saying you're welcome.
1: <laughs> I'm. I'm interested. In our next campaign, uh, we're we're doing a things from the flood game, which is like teenagers. So I'm hoping less fucking there. Um, oh well,
0: yeah, obviously. And then, that, but then after like,
1: that, lines. right? And then after that, we're returning to D and D, but it's like a darker story. Are you still gonna be fucking everywhere?
0: obviously what the what do you mean uh, you're <laughs> like, right why would i even, even ask what
1: yeah you're right you're right <laughs> what, 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 what was that thing
0: what are you thinking
1: especially because i said like dark with like supernatural stuff and you said buffy and everybody fucks on buffy and they are teenagers so like there there's no lines there um man man i Listen, if you're if you're listening, and I know you are, there's like twenty thousand people that listen to this show. You gotta like just tell me why. Just like give me a give me the lowdown, give me give me the receipts. Go. This is why I listen. You're like I put up with all of the random asides because I want to hear about the new games coming out, or if you're like I put up with all the new games coming out because I want to hear when Sharday starts talking about fucking.
0: <laughs> we wanna hear about fucking in campaigns. <laughs> That's we gotta
1: do we, we gotta got do cave trolls after the after dark, so people can just tell yeah. us about that. Oh mm. man. Moving on, I suppose, if I have to. Um, let's talk about the Tabletop Awards twenty twenty two, which is like they keep saying 2022, but it's the inaugural one. They've never done this before. This is Dicebreaker's award. Um, and I'm excited for it with Gen Con being a little bit of a disappointment this year with some of the things that they put up. Um, I, and, you know, the NEs and, and all of the different, uh, I would say, snafus that have happened last year. I'm excited to see a different outlet throw their hat into the ring. And I like Dicebreaker. Um, I sometimes yell at them for giving too much context because... I'm reading a D&D article, and I host a D&D show, and I'm like, I know what D&D is, but not everybody does, and I think the context is necessary, if not for the people reading who have never heard of it, at least for the word count. So I understand why they do it. doesn't make it more or less annoying. But, all of that being said, I'm excited that they're doing their own awards, because I often align with the shit that they put up, and uh, their tabletop stuff has other categories. Obviously, they have card games and board games, but they have a role-playing one, and that's the one I want to talk about so i don't think we need to go over all of the different things that that are being published we could talk about a few of the different categories did you two get a chance to look at the tabletop awards
2: i am looking at it now
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh. man well best board game obviously we're not going to talk too much about best role-playing game that one is important and we have talked about all of these games which i thought was pretty cool um avatar legends coyote and crow iron sworn starforged and the one rain second edition now i have played all of these but Ironsworn. uh have you two played iron sworn we talked about it on the show but no I don't know anybody who's played it like none of my friends who also play a shit ton of games have been like we got to play iron sworn so i'm going to go look into this right now um iron uh, iron sworn oh man this is a tongue twister i'm gonna have a hard time guys iron sworn Starforged. You are a space-born hero, sworn to undertake perilous quests, and you will explore uncharted space, unravel the secrets of the mysterious galaxy, and build bonds with those you meet on your travels. Now this could just be the 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 mass effect effect, but this just sounds mm-hmm. like Mass Effect, right? Like everything that they just said there, this is just Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I know I it probably isn't, and I know that's probably reductive to all these people who worked really hard in Ironsworn. I apologize, but I'm going to build this as Mass Effect the game. That's how I'm going to do this, having never played mm-hmm. it. I'm going to tell people, if you like Mass Effect, go check out Starforged. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Starforged is a standalone follow-up to Ironsorn, uh the tabletop role-playing game. Experience with Iron Sworn is not required to play. Starforged builds on its own. Award-winning innovations to chart path into an exciting new frontier Starforge was successfully funded on Kickstarter by 7,700 backers and you can get the digital edition now Uh, Story-driven mechanics, inspired campaign, launch exercises to build your setting, create your character, and set off on your own experience. That's all normal GM stuff. But generators for on-the-fly discoveries for spaceborne locations, planets, settlements, people, creatures, starships, and foreboding derelicts, ancient alien vaults, and more. That's the part that sounds interesting. Almost like a No Man's Sky, discovering the unknown universe type thing. That is really, really cool. I'm getting a message from my buddy here. He said... I've told you to play Iron Sword before. I have Starforged.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, I, like, how come we didn't tell you about this? And he goes, I've told you several times.
0: <laughs> for once, Terry's the one getting yelled at for not playing something. I feel so vindicated. <laughs> that was too funny. That was so perfect.
1: Are you talking about it on the show? I-
0: uh, no what makes you think we're
1: on air right now <laughs> oh that's so funny so iron sworn they have two different settings and now Starforged. um i'm i'm liking how uh like compact the cards are for the characters and what you can do in combat um and obviously other other portions of it so i'm going to look into it and come back but that's cool it's a new game or at least new setting in this new game um that's being nominated i i obviously have a bias towards the other games because I've played them
0: we've covered
1: them, and we've <laughs> yeah. covered them. Uh, avatar legends is awesome. People love avatar legends. We all know how I feel about powered by the apocalypse. Um, no,
0: Terry, actually you should tell us all about how you feel about. <laughs> powered by the apocalypse. Well,
1: I think powered by the apocalypse is awesome <laughs> for new TTRPG players who are a little unsure of what they can do on their own turn. However, Mm. I have been playing TTRPGs (laughs) for a decade, and I know exactly what I want to do on my turn, Mm. and I don't want it limited to uh, specific phrases on my sheet. I want to roll a dice, and you tell me if the thing I said I wanted to do happened or not. That's what I wanna do, and PBTA does not do that. Um however, all that being said, I run Avatar, my own Avatar campaign in Genesis, which is the generic version of the Star Wars RPG that came from Fantasy Flight games, and I think it's wonderful. (laughs) But I do own the Avatar Legends books, and I use a lot of their supplemental stuff, a lot of the things about the world and access to the wiki in, you know cooperation with my own genesis game so i still recommend avatar legends and i know a lot of people who never played ttrpgs got into it with avatar legends because they loved avatar so much and they play it on a normal basis so check out avatar legends i think it deserves to be nominated because avatar is fucking awesome um since kind of the same thing goes for the one ring if you love lord of the rings the one ring the second edition really really fucking cool Me and Lisa have been talking about getting a game together to play it i played a one shot in it it was really really fun they just put out new stuff to kind of look at the basically the remnants of atlantis you know the 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 uh it's numenor but the dunodyne is that how you pronounce it lissa
2: uh brain is not Aragorn's people
1: the, the you know the oh, you know the people um, descended from elves um, but you yeah, can
2: I think so.
1: yeah you can dive into their like lost cultures and stuff in this like broken down city with new threats there um it's really really cool i recommend it again if you like lord of the rings if you like avatar those are cool games based on ip coyote and crow is what i would put up for the best role-playing game because they didn't do any of that shit they made a new game uh with an indigenous setting not whitewashed and not appropriated from a dude who looks like me who said i want to make a native american game um and it's really fucking cool it's a cool setting and they didn't have a crutch like an ip um to go off of they made their own ip and it's successful and they're adding novels and other stuff to it so that's when i and like they did their own dice system it's not based off another game like the one ring or like avatar legends or Ironsworn sworn for that matter Starforged is based off the older iron sworn game um i think Across the board, when it comes to best role playing game, if we're encompassing, hey, this is a new thing that did its own thing successfully on many different fronts against a lot of other odds, I think it's got to go to Coyote and Crow. Um, But that, again, that's my bias speaking. What do you two think?
0: I was going to say, I think um, looking through all of them and all the concepts and stuff, I think you're right on the money and that this, that Coyote and Crow is the most original and. It brings so much cool shit to the table that doesn't rely on like existing aesthetics or existing properties. So I think it would be a super well deserved win if they won because I think Coyote and Crow sticks out the most to me at least.
1: Yeah, like it's just like, it's one of the cool... Like, the thing is, all of these are cool settings, right? For different reasons. Um, And I'm excited to check out Ironsworn now. And I, I love all RPGs for the most part. So there are parts where I'm like, ah, like it's hard to just pick one that's best. But kind of inc- like you said, it's just the most unique that I've seen, at least this year. Yeah. I, would, I, yeah. I don't know about ever. That's a bigger question. But this year, for sure. I didn't see anything that's like it. To the point where like, this is one of the first games, there's a lot of novels based on games. Some of my favorite novels novels are based on D, right yeah. but this was one of the first ones where i go i kind of want to check out that novel um and i've only played a few games of coyote and crow so it's that interesting where i'm like i want more of this world i want to be immersed in it which i haven't mm-hmm. experienced in a long time uh like when i played the one ring i didn't go i want to read more lord of the rings <laughs> you know yeah. oh man uh listen what about you what do you think
2: Yeah, I agree. I think Coyote and Crow sticks out um, in a good way. I think it's distinctive. I'm not. I don't know Ironsworn, Starforged. Uh, I vaguely remember talking about Avatar, Avatar Legends. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, I'm a big fan of you know Lord of the Rings. I haven't played the One Ring yet. Yet, Terry.
1: Listen, listen. Uh, You run it. I'll hop online. You run it digitally. (laughs) I'm there. I promise. (laughs) As long as it doesn't happen when I have to pick up my children, right? But uh, (laughs) 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 that's my only caveat. Uh, If if you set up a weekly game or even a monthly game, I'm there. Let's do it.
2: Okay. Um, But yeah, I think I do think that I personally would give my vote to Coyote and Crow.
1: Well, look at that. And since we are the deciding factor, call it a win for Coyote and Everyone knows that our opinions better than Right?
0: Obviously. We're not not worried about the other
1: categories. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Best Ongoing Card Game is another one. Uh, Magic the Gathering is up here. Pokemon TCG is up there. Lord of the Rings the Card Game. Flesh and Blood. Flesh and Blood is the most interesting on that list. Uh, Lord of the Rings the Card Game is... One of those living card games, very different than the other ones on the category. Flesh and Blood is the newer one on here that people are really digging as an alternative to Magic the Gathering. So I would vote for that because Magic the Gathering honestly didn't have a great year when it comes to a lot of things. It was kind of squeezing people's wallets. I jumped out of Magic the Gathering finally. I kind of did it last year, but my final nail in the coffin was I sold my rare binder for a couple grand. Um, I was like, I'm done. Uh, I actually took a loss on a few cards because I'm like, I just kind of want it out of the way um pokemon tcg is pokemon tcg it will always be big because pokemon is always big and pokemon just it, it like it is the number one uh ip period in the entire world so um like that's a that's a fact like it's the most recognizable and most profitable ip which is crazy to me but it makes a lot of sense um so the fact that that's nominated on here i'm like okay i get it I'm disappointed cuz I don't see Digimon TCG on here, which has had an amazing second year, at least in English. It's third year um globally and it's still fucking awesome. I play it every day. It's on my Christmas list. Like what the fuck? Uh mm-hmm. Dicebreaker, I'm going to be writing to you and you're going to ignore it like you have all of my other letters, but I'm going to say it anyways. Uh <laughs> uh so i'm a little disappointed there but other than that i don't really care too much uh flesh and blood would be where i go i know you two don't play a lot of card games do you have anything to say on that one
0: the only card game i play is gwen (laughs) um, listen gwen Gwen
1: also had i mean i guess gwen's big year was last year right with the with the solo release and some of the other tie-ins uh but i still think like i think gwen is better than like uh lord of the rings the card (laughs) game you're like waiting to get flamed by lord of the Rings players i know i know anyways designer of the year um this is an awesome list for a bunch of people uh banana chan caesar capical uh clone lesure james niffin Gian shim johnny pack lynn hardy paul denon will Jopst. but i have gotta vote for banana chan period um exactly
2: i'm I'm like a one one person hype machine for banana chan
1: just listen there are two of us so. you don't have to be a one person hype machine we can be a cheerleading duo two person hype machine sounds like the most banging indie rock band ever
0: say that's a band name right there <laughs> two
1: person hype machine Lisa, can we form a band but we have three people sarday <laughs> is also there but we call it two person hype machine I'm yeah, not, i do she doesn't
0: exist,
2: exist. she does I not exist, exist. <laughs>
1: okay, do not perceive me not here oh and publisher of the year we have free league publishing games omnivorous lucky duck games and plus one xp um uh, do you two have any thoughts on that free league publishing would be the one for me mostly because when i'm looking at how much money i've spent through them this year it outweighs most other places
0: (laughs) i'm still not super familiar with publishers it's one of the areas where i just flat out forget names well like you're not a big business person
1: right so and that's the business aspect of the thing right so i can see where you're like i don't want a part of that
0: well it's not like i don't want to know it's just like it's just one of those things where like when i look at games i specifically look at who created them and like the content itself and Mm -hmm. i just completely forget about the publisher which but i know like book publishers it's capitalized
1: it is the. i mean it is the capitalism part the reason why i would go with free league is because all a lot of those other names on the list make mostly board games free league also mm. does board games but for the most part they do rpgs which is also, where my bias shows
2: they're also um hashtag nordics hashtag mm-hmm. scandinavia yeah. mm-hmm. hashtag uh love my people <laughs> you know, kind of oh, wow! All right. <laughs> well
1: people like have heard me go on and on about them right like like merc borg and cyborg that's where you buy exactly. it it's from free free league publishing so exactly. if you don't that's see not... the the line there um the other one i would say um just for the novelty of it i would say um plus one xp because they do accoutrement for tabletop gaming maps they do a lot of beard stuff so like if you have the people who like beard bombs or um stencil your beards like plus one xp does that but with like gaming shit on it (laughs) um and i think they also do the fast and the furious type game that's like a supplement for 5e it's not like licensed fast and furious um but it you know it's about family and you race cars and they're super spies (laughs) um i played it a while back let me see if i'm thinking of the right thing yep yep beard beard balms combs scrolling down stencils for beards that have stuff on there and then yep 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 they they do there's some fast and furious stuff renegade racers um, and then there's also Vroom, which is the best name for a car supplement ever. Just Vroom.
0: <laughs> vroom, Vroom, Vroom.
1: Oh God, that is. I think I need to purchase this. I think I have a play test of this from way back in the day. Um, but it also comes with the Zine, Lissa. So you can check that out.
2: A Zine.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. So those would be my two for that um and then you have rising star uh designers i don't know a lot of names on this list like off the top of my head other than connor alexander do you two recognize any of the names on this list no it's hard there's so many people that make stuff though like um
0: really saturated i now Seeing this list, though, it makes me want to, like, pay extra close attention to, like, who we cover from now on, though, so I can start remembering names. But I'm also just really bad at remembering names.
1: Right. (laughs) Just in general. People I I know. Connor Alexander, I believe, is involved with Coyote and Crow, which is the reason why I know that name. Um so again a little bit of a bias there because we've covered that game a lot so that name has popped up a lot in my feed um but everybody mm. else unless i'm like i'm not recognizing anything i'll do some googling and uh maybe i'll post something on our patreon so people can kind of go oh hey that's who they were talking about kind of thing as a little mm-hmm. follow-up or maybe on our twitter thread just so people can go but also do your own due diligence look into these people that's why i love award shows it's not because i really care about the accolades i love that people get their kudos for stuff but i love when I don't know a name and I can look into it and go, Oh, Hey, what's that cool thing they made like iron sworn, right? Like now I'm excited to play iron and Starforged, and star And I'm like, let's go do this mass effect type game. Um, like that's why I love them. It's almost like, uh, somebody put their favorites list together and I get to just cherry pick the best ones. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it used to be that way with the Oscars. I think the Oscars is a little overrated. I don't think they pick the best movies every year anymore. Absolutely um, not. right. <laughs> Uh, but, it is cool to see, like, oh, these are some, I at least know a large group of people think this is the best thing. We don't have to agree that that's the best thing, and I think there's lots of things that get left out, as we've talked about with this show. Digimon, what the fuck? Um, but, there are cool things I had never heard of, so... It's fun to kind of check that out. And then uh, Rising Star Publishers, the last category, Adderstone Games, Birdwood Games, Chatbook Co-op, Coyote and Crow LLC, Donnelberry Press, and Possible Worlds Games. Um, I think you can Mm -hmm. guess how we would vote on that one. But um, it's cool that they have these categories for the up-and-comers so they don't get lumped in against these big ones for, like, they have to go up against Wizards of the Coast, right? Like, that'd be kind of unfair. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all exciting. Do you two like uh, award shows? And are you interested with tabletop RPGs starting to get a few more awards throughout the years?
0: I unironically love award shows, honestly. (laughs) Even if I don't agree with who wins, I like watching them Mm -hmm. just because I think that they are interesting. But I also just mostly watch um, like the Golden Globes and the enemies (laughs) and the Oscars.
1: Do you watch uh, the Game Awards?
0: I never know where the Game Awards air. I hear about them after they've aired. Like, I never see, like, oh, here's where to watch it, and here they are. Otherwise, I 100% would watch them. I just never know where or when they air. I
1: will make sure you are aware of them when they're airing and how Me to watch you. them. I watch them through YouTube. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, oh,
0: okay. Well, that makes it so easy. It, <laughs> it is. YouTube That's premiums, almost always where
1: they've aired. Back when they were, like, part of Spike and shit, it was harder to watch them. But for, like, the last five years, mm. you'd be able, you, they, they're their own thing. Okay, good. They're hosted by Jeff Keighley. He puts the whole thing on, and it's on YouTube. Uh, and if you have a certain creators that you watch th- for video game content, almost everybody watches along through Twitch, so you can find your favorite creator and watch oh, along with that group. That, yeah,
0: that makes sense. How did I not put that together?
1: Right. I watch them every year twice. I watch them on my own so I can watch the surprises, and then I watch it with Kind of Funny, which is uh, mm. one of my favorite like video game commentator and, and podcast groups. Sometimes I'll watch mm-hmm. it with them first, then I'll watch it again on my own without them talking over it kind of thing. It depends on what kind of mood I'm in, but...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A lot of people do that. So, so you can watch them. all. make sure you're aware. And even if you're just patronizing me, at least I'll be able to text you and go, did you see the thing? And you go, yeah, uh-huh, Terry. Sure. It's cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then we can finally play through Disco Elysium together because that was on my Christmas list and I'm pretty sure somebody bought it for me.
0: Oh, I do not own that. <laughs>
1: we'll, we'll get it on your Christmas oh, list too. Someone um, will get you Disco Elysium.
0: I think my I have
2: another copy. <gasps> <gasps> do we I do a triple I, play I, I and bought, all play Disco Elysium? I, yeah, because I bought Disco Elysium and I think it came with... Did it come with two? I gave you something
0: that I got two of.
1: Are you talking to me? You
0: gave me Don't Starve Together. You, you
1: give me Don't Starve Together as well.
0: Or no, was that another friend of ours? I know I've gotten two games from a friend of mine and Lisa. Yeah, no, you got it from our other copies.
2: friends today. I think I, I gave, yeah, okay. It must have been... Um, don't starve together to terry
1: yeah you gave me that copy i've played it a lot i love don't okay. starve i've always loved don't starve i now own like seven copies of don't starve <laughs>
0: amazing I still haven't played it oh
1: it's it's so good if you like like, survival games like it's the most stylistic survival game but Mm. it's kind of harsh it's kind of hard to do but once you figure it out it gets a lot easier but it has such a cool style like it's like a pop-up book basically Mm -hmm. I've I've played it Mm -hmm. on Vita I've played it on PS4 ps5 wow. steam in three oh. different editions <laughs> don't start don't wow. start together i have don't <laughs> start together on ps5 i have it on the switch <laughs> it's, awesome. it's a very very good that. game there's a couple other games like uh i had final fantasy 7 on my christmas list and my wife kind of spoiled mm-hmm. she was like i was gonna get you this but don't you own final fantasy 7 i was like oh yeah like six different times but i don't have it on the switch <laughs> yeah. and she's like well i'm not gonna get it for you then i was like please i want it she's like you're you're, i've never seen you even play that game you're gonna play it on the switch with your unlimited free time and i'm like yeah sure i definitely will i i can want things just to want them um yeah, but you i don't think she's to gonna have
0: it yeah in your collection you know and, I,
1: and eventually i will have the free time when i'm a famous yeah. singer i'll have tons of downtime on my tour bus
0: exactly mm. when we're touring the u.s <laughs>
1: Oh, but I think that about does it for us. Let's wrap this up real quick. Sharday, where can the people find you online?
0: Uh, They can find me uh, running the Slovenly Trolls Twitter while Twitter is still up and active, which it is. It's surprising. It's still there. It's kind of shitty. um, It'll fall apart eventually, but
1: it's not going to go down overnight.
0: No, I I genuinely thought it would. Like one night everybody was freaking out and I was on like a Twitter, I, I joined my first ever Twitter space and people were just talking about it as if it was like the Titanic sinking into the ocean and it was amazing and such a strange day <laughs> or night really. It was like the middle of the night. I was playing, I think I was playing Pillars of Eternity and I just checked Twitter and like all of these Twitter spaces are like, well, bye guys. And I'm like, what do you mean bye? What's happening? What's <laughs> happening? And then I joined this Twitter Live um, run by a BuzzFeed writer, and they brought on a bunch of people, including a very problematic furry. And it was the strangest fucking thing. Anyway, but yeah, you can find me on Twitter, running <laughs> the Slovenly Trolls Twitter at Slovenly Trolls, while it's still up. And we're exploring other um, social media platforms that become more permanent. We will promo there. We have a hive. I don't know how permanent it's going to be, but we do have one if you are on Hive. I tried to make a Hive account
1: and it didn't go well, so I'm not on there yet, but I will be when I have the time to try again.
0: if you have an Android, it's a little bit finicky. I was able to join okay on my Android, but I know Lissa has had a bit of trouble on her Android and now Terry you've had trouble on your It system. like it Apparently, it's a much smoother. Yeah, on I knew iOS.
1: I knew it glitched. Like it was obvious that there was a problem. But then I tried getting it again and I think I just like there was no more glitch but I couldn't figure it out. And I just never mm. went back. I never tried again. No, <laughs> I was like I just like, oh, it
0: sometimes it's just gets frustrating i get it (laughs) yeah
1: so one day we will also have more hive stuff for cave trolls as well as just myself uh but also just on the twitter thing it will happen overnight it just won't be tonight is is basically how it'll happen Yeah. like the way the degradation works and like they have it's not like they don't have people working on it still but eventually those people will no longer have the knowledge that is necessary um unless You know, uh, Elon Musk puts a lot of money into it, and they basically recreate it from scratch, picking and choosing things, and they're slowly rebuilding it, which is very difficult to do um, for uh, I even a lot of that money.
0: Twitter, yeah, so and it's so not super profitable. No, if he almost had anything to do with rebuilding twitter from the ground up i wouldn't want anything to do with it because he's making terrible decisions probably on purpose to think sure and that's
1: fair but that's a separate thing even i'm just speaking purely from a coding engineering uh aspect it's very difficult to do while making good decisions so (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so yeah eventually it will go down unless they put a lot of money into it and they might i don't know um but either way i've never been a big fan of twitter or any other social media so there's a little bit of like oh <laughs> You're cool imagine <curmudgeon>, though <laughs>
0: i though. It's, it's
1: not even that like i'm not mad when i see other people using those things i'm not like ah oh, damn kids always on the twitter like it's not that i just like don't like talking to people <laughs> i love our fans <laughs> my favorite thing about patreon is they're people i know that like us and when they yeah. don't like a thing that we do they're very respectful about it <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I can just talk to them. That's fine. I don't mind talking to people I disagree with, but I don't think that everybody who disagrees with me, I want to talk to. And that's what Twitter is.
0: <laughs> there's this wonderful thing called muting. Uh, sure, but that's that's that a
1: lot works. of work. I'm like, really I, well. I have this whole podcast company that I'm a part owner in. And I can just talk to people I like about things I like. It's great. <laughs> It's wonderful. And when I want to have a debate about it, I talk to my my friends who are very intelligent and respectful and we can have a really interesting conversation about things we disagree about. I don't need to talk Where to do strangers. You-
0: where do you think our patrons came from? They came from Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> that's don't, where they Again,
1: but like you're saying that like they're not allowed to. This is just me not wanting to use it. I have no oh problem with other people using it. You gotta stop <laughs> equating when I say I don't like doing this and you go, Oh, so you hate everybody that does that thing? No. That's yeah. you be that's your brain on Twitter there, Shar. Now no. I I love that you guys love Twitter. I love that all of those people that you found on Twitter and Instagram, I love that they use it. That doesn't mean I have to like it. And that doesn't mean that they have to like it less. I'm so happy that people are on there and I'm really excited that people are finding some alternatives to Twitter. Now that they don't like Twitter, like, like beat, I almost said beehive, like a old man hive and mastodon, which oh is God. even harder to use. I tried to do mastodon and I, I gave up real quick. Uh, but I'm excited that those people have a place to go elsewhere. If they don't like Twitter, you can like it and I don't have to like it. That's okay. It's
0: never Okay. I know. I'm never okay with anything. I
1: know, so I'm gonna to talk to the I'm other. A cancer, half.
0: That's
1: okay. The stars don't <laughs> don't control your attitude, but uh listen, you really want to hear me get curmudgeonly. <laughs> Let's talk about astrology. <laughs> oh my god. Uh Lissa, I'm gonna to talk to the more even killed one, um, who doesn't use Twitter as often. Um Lissa, where can people find you?
2: They can find me behind Twitter at Cave Uh which is our official twitter and we also have an official Hive, which is also at cape charles pod
1: hell yeah i was going to because i was going to do a whole rigmarole for the podcast itself um at the end because i had questions about it i was like we talked about you making a hive did you do that and that also might explain why i couldn't
2: (laughs) (laughs) possibly yes
1: um because i did get an error when i tried to do it that might have been the error (laughs) there's already one that's kind of funny.
2: It maybe maybe explains it, yeah. And the Instagram for Slovenly Charles.
1: Hell yeah, hell yeah. And you can find us. As you already said at Cave Charles Pod. You can also email us at can'tbekillcreations at gmail.com. You can go to our website, can'tbekillcreations.com, find all of this content, bonus content over there. Um, eventually, if you want to get it early or on time and a plethora of other stuff that isn't on our can Kill Creations website, head over to patreon.com slash You can find all the early content, all the bonus content, and some exclusive content over there that's only made for our patrons, like our exclusive lore rights. Uh, that char writes to make DD a little less problematic with a special slovenly trolls touch um we have artwork by me designed by lissa it's really really cool this month's was Dryads, and i don't think mm-hmm. we've announced next month's yet and you're gonna say that for now next month, so yeah. i won't spoil it but it's already almost done so take that people who think we can't do things <laughs> on time we did it already.
0: It- i think that's just us (laughs) we just think we can't do oh yeah my bad
1: i know like every time i deliver something on time and i'm like oh man and they're like why what's the problem i was like i definitely wasn't gonna be late on this i definitely
2: did not think the worst of myself
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh man but yeah so you can head on over to patreon.com where we have exclusive like shows like slovenly trolls after dark um or our new uh What's the word I'm looking for? Book club podcast? Bitches and books. That premieres in December. Our first book is Slaying the Dragon by Ben Riggs. Um, spoilers, we're about to record that here in a moment. So um if you're excited about that, go read that book. And even if you didn't read it on time, you can read it after the fact and just listen in afterwards. We haven't picked our next month's book, but we'll announce that on the show eventually. When we pick it. Yes. Because we read books. Do we We have oh, and you can find I know how to read i love how much that cut through like i know how to read, how uh, to read. and you can uh <laughs> you can uh, find me at resident stevel on twitter for now eventually at resident stevel on hive probably or at T S Luther or something like that on there um i'm not there yet so if you're listening to this like the backlog you're like oh maybe i can check now but if you're checking it in the present i'm not there i can't figure it out i'm too old um i'm on tiktok you want to follow my tiktok with one video (laughs) oh we have been the cave trolls and we're out okay now comes that special time of the podcast where we get to thank our patreon producers you keep the lights on you keep the mics rolling and really you make it possible to do all of this we want to give a special shout out thank you to the lorax who gets two special shout outs because i also thank you for speaking for the trees we also have jeremy raymond raymond thank you Trellbot the Highlander thank you so much for being our first one and only and then now in a group of four but still thank you for being a Patreon producer and finally Kim Winson thank you so much for being our Patreon producers we appreciate you and we owe everything we do to people like you um, I was trying to sound like the PBS thing you know paid for by viewers like you I don't think i can quite pull it off i haven't been watching enough sesame street lately so that's what i'm going to go work on now